0: From Sarasota Memorial and the Deb Kabanoff Multimedia Studio, this is HealthCast, a healthy dose of information from experts you can trust.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to HealthCast. I'm Allison Godermeyer. Thank you so much for joining us today as we talk about living with Parkinson's and community resources available to patients and their caregivers. Our guest today is Wanda Jackson, the outpatient care coordinator at Sarasota Memorial. Wanda, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So let's start with the basics. I mean, how common is
0: Parkinson's in general? In general, it seems like we have a lot in Sarasota, but there are about a million people in the United States and about 6 million people worldwide that have been diagnosed with Parkinson's.
1: Now I read somewhere that we are seeing more people diagnosed with
0: Parkinson's. Can you explain why that is? Well, part of it goes back to just information. Michael J. Fox, you know, everyone knows him, and I think he brought it to the forefront. Um, people are living longer. We have wonderful health care, So age is one of those contributing factors. So as our population ages, we see the, more of those with Parkinson's. Um, better diagnostic tests all the way around. People are just more aware of it, and it's being recognized. So. Explain a little
1: bit about your role and and how you fit into Parkinson's because you're not one of the physicians that's treating the patients. So talk a little bit about what you do at Sarasota Memorial. Well,
0: I have actually the best job in all of Sarasota Memorial healthcare system. I'm an outpatient care coordinator, which is a broad term that allows me to do a lot of different things, which I love. Um, In my role with Parkinson's, I'm helping people connect the dots between all the inpatient stuff that's happening and all of our many, many wonderful outpatient services that we have now. And it's not just those kind of services that require an insurance card. We do a lot in the community for our Parkinson community that we have quite a few of in our Sarasota area. And so it gives me a chance to do education and support and all of that for the families and the people with Parkinson's.
1: We're gonna dig so much into some of those dots you're helping people connect. But I also wanna bring up, you shared with me that this, this particular cause or this particular group of patients is especially important to you. Can you talk a little bit about why?
0: They are truly near and dear. My mom was diagnosed with Parkinson's many years after she actually had Parkinson's, which was very frustrating for her. But having a mother who had Parkinson's walking this journey, I truly wish I knew then what I know now and my dad who was a caregiver and seeing his struggles and just the lack of information for them, the lack of services for them. Um, And because Parkinson's is a slowly degenerative disease, the people I work with, I get to see for years and years and years, you know, 10, 15 years. They're part of my family. What does Parkinson's look like? I mean, what are the most common symptoms? I think the the only one I used to know was the tremors and sometimes in a foot or a hand. Uh, But for my mother, she didn't have any tremors till right near the end. So that's not just a definitive symptom that you can say, well, they don't have tremors, it must not be. In fact, tremors can be essential tremors and not Parkinson's at all. But there's a lot of common motor skills that you see people struggling with, getting out of a chair, walking, balance, uh, rigidity of muscles, things aren't moving as well, Um, A lot of Parkinson's, it's called the Parkinson mask. They're no longer smiling, you know, because our face, our muscles. Um, So handwriting, they may see their handwriting starting to get very micro tiny. Uh, Their speech gets soft. But I think some of the diagnoses were missed because there's a lot of symptoms that are not so obvious. Uh, Low blood pressure, dry eyes, constipation, fatigue, you know, severe fatigue sometimes, um, swallowing issues. So those, if you're not mentioning all your symptoms to a doctor, he, it can actually get missed. And then how is this diagnosed? Well, a medical professional, quite often, it starts with a primary care physician. Um, we'll see these symptoms, put it together, and it is really just a symptom type diagnosis. Um, They'll usually, if they're suspecting it, send you to a neurologist with a specialty in movement disorders who has a few more neurological tests that they'll take. Um, And then in some cases, they start you on a Parkinson medication. And if that's effective, then it's saying that that is probably Parkinson's. And even rarer cases, they'll do what's called a DAT scan. It's a brain imaging test, um, which can get a better picture of what's going on, especially if there's other conditions like Lewy bodies or MSA multiple systems. Who is involved in the treatment of Parkinson's patients? It takes a team, you know, it takes a village. Well, it takes a team, um, starting with our phenomenal medical doctors, first physician group, doctors, primaries, movement disorders, neuro-ophthalmologists, Then it moves into other parts of our medical team, like our physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech and language pathologists. So you have that whole medical side. Um, And then it goes into the caregiver, the person who's the spouse, the family, Um, because sometimes forgetfulness and cognitive issues result as well. And so you need those people who are kind of watching out for you and listening in and making sure all of it's getting taken care of. Um, and then on the outpatient side, we provide a lot of education and nutrition and all of that as well. Of course, exercise, nutrition, are a big part of Parkinson's therapy.
1: You talked about connecting patients with the dots mm-hmm. a little bit, helping them connect the dots. Most people really don't realize the wide array of services mm-hmm. available for Parkinson's patients in the Sarasota community. So why is that, in, that so
0: important to tap into? People actually move here because we have some of the best and most variety of services. Tapping into them is as easy as coming to one of our Parkinson Wellness Clubs. We um, give out literature and information. We are happy to sit down with people. There are organizations that have care advising appointments that will help people connect the dots or help them decipher what the next steps are going to be. Um, So we always are happy to put them in touch With that as well what support does smh specifically provide to patients smh is wonderful (laughs) Um, they are so we are so lucky that we have some of the best people around us to support these parkinson wonderful parkinson patients um we have those therapists that are certified in our neurological disorders and so they get the best of the best the best of the doctors um Other support, the Parkinson Wellness Club I mentioned is free. Anyone in the community, the Parkinson person can bring in their uh, family members, uh, support drivers, whatever is with them. We bring uh, programming every single month, both to the Venice Hospital and Sarasota Memorial uh, to the Clark Road facility. And bring in speakers as it pertains, so education there. We have nutritionists that can help. We bring in pharmacists who talk because there's a lot of, you know, tweaking that we can do that way too. Um, and then of course we have the Health Fit Gym with exercises that are tailor made to our Parkinson population.
1: There's also the Parkinson Symposium at Sarasota Memorial. Can you talk a little bit about
0: what that is? Yeah, we started that about 10, 11 years ago. It's amazing. We bring in, in conjunction with NeuroChallenge Foundation for Parkinson's, we bring in speakers, some of the best and greatest uh, on topics as they relate to Parkinson's. Um, and it's every January for the most part. Last year, we had five, over 500 people in attendance. How can people find out more about that? Because that's not just for people in Sarasota. No, we, they travel for this symposium. Actually, the best place to go for that is NeuroChallenge Something you've repeatedly
1: mentioned is the importance of the caregivers um, and the community, the village. Um, What support is there? What resources do you recommend for caregivers, family members, etc.?
0: We do offer in our community a lot of caregiver support groups. Um, It's a safe place to say, you know, their frustrations. You don't always want to say it in front of your loved one, you know, that you're being frustrated or you're tired. Um, You don't think you can do this forever, but it's a safe place for them to vent, to get ideas from other people. Sometimes the most difficult of things they've walked through, we had one recently who had an incident with an airplane flight and she came in frustrated, but by the time we were done, we were all laughing. You know, it's just a nice release of that. But the caregivers, we really wanna take care of them because they're the ones that are really right there on the front line. And so that education really begins with the caregivers. But we're constantly reminding the caregivers that they have to take care of themselves. They have to see their doctors. They have to get their mammos and colonoscopies and take their medications and see their friends and go for a walk. And you know, if you don't put the mask on yourself like the old airplane story, you can't take care of the other person. They have to get their rest. I know with my mom with Parkinson's, one of the first things with my father was lack of sleep. So we needed to do something to make sure he was getting his good sleep patterns back in line too. You mentioned the word education. Education is such a key component of this. Can you talk a little bit about that? You don't know what you don't know until you find out what you didn't know. And so, you know, by bringing in a pharmacist, some of the most simple things like don't take your Parkinson medicine with a protein within an hour of a protein or food. They're like, what? I was taking it with my food. Well, that blocks the efficacy of the medication. Uh, There's certain cold medicines, certain things with anesthesiology. There's a lot going on with medication. So we'll bring in a pharmacist. They'll do a presentation on the interactions, but then they'll take questions. So they'll take individual questions. Nutrition, gut health has been found to be a huge component of the progression of Parkinson's. And so we bring in nutritionists that can speak to that point as well, exercise, Uh, Sleep apnea. We've had discussions on that. We do discussions on how to get exercise, where to be safe. Uh, What do these therapies mean? When do I get them? There's so much that goes into the education part of it. And, you know, for someone who's doing this journey and not really knowing what comes next, sometimes knowing that a medication or a progression of the disease might cause hallucinations and then one happens they're going, oh. This isn't, this is somewhat normal. I need to mention it to my doctor, but it's not some terrible new thing. It's Really important.
1: So when you do interact with patients and their families, you know, maybe they've just received the diagnosis. What is your me- first message to them?
0: Get involved, get involved in all the programs and therapies and education that they can. Um, we don't want them to sit home and isolate. We learned with COVID, these last few years that actually the lack of social interaction and that isolation um, can cause a great decline for our Parkinson patients. Um, and, and I understand sometimes that it's different and strange to go out if, if their balance is off or you know, it's fearful or they're walking a little more stooped over, they don't wanna be seen as sick, but to get out and just be out, everyone understands.
1: How can people get involved with the Parkinson's group you've mentioned repeatedly?
0: (laughs) Repeatedly? Uh, Because there's nothing like this group of uh, people. They become friends to us. Uh, Parkinson Wellness Club meets every month. We meet on the third Wednesday of every month at the Venice Hospital. Um, There's a cafe room right off that first floor lunchroom um, at 10 a.m. And then the fourth Wednesday of every month, we meet at the Clark Road location at 10 a.m. Our programs at both locations are always exactly the same. So just pick the one that is closest to them.
1: You've mentioned so many community resources that are available. You've mentioned people moving to Sarasota (laughs) for some of these resources. What are the most
0: important ones that you think of that immediately come to mind? Well, good physicians like good movement disorder doctors, um, the therapies, Medicare and most of the other insurances, have approved because of the proven efficacy of certain therapies. Uh, So people think mistakenly that they need to have a fall before they get physical therapy. They need to have problems swallowing before they get speech therapy. What we want them to do first off is get into these therapies where we teach them the exercises they need to maintain what they've got. So um, we have four of them, LSVT big, is for that balance and gait. It's a very structured program. It's four times a week for four weeks. They have recently approved a new one on the same line, which is power moves. A little more flexibility to the schedule, a little more flexibility to um, tailor making it. So if we have a Parkinson's patient that loves to golf, we can tailor make it in that program. Then the LSVT loud program. Um, People think of it just when they have a soft voice but it's actually for those facial expressions. It's for the muscles you need to swallow. Um, There's some cognitive instructions with that. And then the new counterpart to LOUD is the Speak Out program. Again, a little more tailor-made to your circumstances, plus they have ongoing support groups. And each of these should be done, a, a balancing gait one, a speech one, right after diagnosis, maintain, do your exercise, We know i mean all of us know that we don't keep up with our plans from our therapists or our exercises so um every year they're eligible for a refresher course and they don't need to know when they're deciding on which balance one or which voice one to do they just need a generic script from one of their florida doctors and they bring it in or the doctors most of them will fax it into our system and That script gives them that first evaluation and then they can discuss which of the therapies are best for them with that therapist and make that plan of attack.
1: You've mentioned exercise a lot here. Can you talk about how HealthFit fits into that at Sarasota Memorial?
0: We are so, so lucky to have HealthFit Gym. Um, It is powered by Sarasota Memorial. It is a medical fitness association. Um, So they have very clinical programs It is available to the public in general who wants to get healthy, lots of fun classes and a swimming pool and steam rooms, but we have a lot of medically integrated classes and one of which is the whopping movers class that we do for those with Parkinson's, which is an extension, a group setting extension instead of a one-on-one, a group setting extension of the big and loud programs. And it's Monday, Wednesday and Fridays, so you have no choice but to come, have fun, meet people, and do those exercises that the therapist has recommended.
1: There are so many therapies and resources and medical interventions and everything else available for Parkinson's. How do you help families go about choosing?
0: You know, it's that conversation. If you find out that they're deep into a burnout situation, the first conversation might be a respite time. Um, if they're feeling isolated and lonely, the first thing I might do is get them involved in our wellness clubs and, and the gym programs, get them out and about. If they're not comfortable with their balance and gait, I'm gonna get them into therapy first. Um, it can be overwhelming, so you don't wanna throw them into all of the programs at once, but sometimes just being heard and chatting with them you can just see kind of the relief that they're not walking this walk alone. Where
1: should patients or caregivers go? If they're hearing this information, they're seeing this video and they
0: think to themselves, I need to get more information. SMH has a good website and we do have a tab on there for events and a calendar. And we put all of our Parkinson wellness events on the calendar. They are free to email me anytime. It's wanda-jackson at smh.com. And we do have a phone number for those that want referrals into these programs, can't remember exactly who to ask for. Teresa is great. And that's 941-917-4400.
1: What is maybe the last message, the final thing you wanna say to patients or caregivers, anyone who's living with Parkinson's right now?
0: It's a hard diagnosis to get, but it's not the end of the world. We have a lot of fun still. There's a lot of life to be lived still for those with Parkinson's and their caregivers. So just get involved, meet others, and we're gonna get through it. Wanda Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Allison.
1: As always, we encourage everyone in our community to visit smh.com to get the latest from Sarasota Memorial. Have a great day.